chapter 23, the song of the Avanti Brahmana. Uh, we left off uh, with text 35. Uh, we had a break, so let me just uh, remind you of what's been happening. The Brahmana uh, has been printed of, uh, of his uh, formerly miserly ways and uh, now has decided that uh, this is the mercy of the Lord to bring him to the position of detachment. And now he's taking a vow that the rest of his life he'll just uh, um, perform austerities, subsist on the bare necessities, and just remain self-satisfied. Then in text 31... Uh, Krishna resumes, uh, continues the narration, and says, uh, His mind thus determined that most excellent Avanti Brahmana was able to untie the knots of desire within his heart. He then assumed the role of a peaceful and silent sannyasi mendicant. The word used here for sannyasi is bhikshu. Uh, and then what he says come up on will be called the Bhikshu Gita, the song of the uh, renunciate, the song of the sannyasi. So he's taken sannyas. Uh, he's a Vaishnava, Vaishnava because he has a, uh, the, the sannyas is called Trivena. It's made of three bamboo rods, so that's the sign of a, a theistic. Sannyasi rather than a non-theistic uh, impersonalist. He's a personalist. So it says he wanders about the earth, keeping his intelligent senses, life under con- life air under control, um, uh, to beg charity, traveled along the various cities and the villages. He did not advertise his advanced spiritual position. That is to say, he was, uh, yeah, uh, Alakshita kept himself inconspicuous, was not recognized by others. Then uh, Krishna says, seeing him as an old, dirty beggar, uh, rowdy persons would dishonor him with uh, many insults. Some of these people would take take away his trivena, his sannyasi rod, took the water pot, they took his seat, his chanting beads, snatched the storing clothes from him, uh, and then would play, sort of hand them back and then take them away. Uh, 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 so now we come to text. This is what's happening now. So he's, he's being uh, I guess some high school bullies, you know, uh, scene. So we're now at text 35. Well, now he's describing the having given up everything, having renounced uh, his material life, having repented, having suffered so much, he now suffers more. Tate muntrayanti chapapishta shivantyasya chamurgani. When he was sitting on the bank of a river, 
about to partake of the food that he had collected by his begging, such sinful rascals would come and pass urine on it, and they would dare to spit on his head. So the bullying continues. Uh, uh, Anna's food, and generally it's food, now it just tends to mean grain, but it's a word for food in general. Uh, Baiksha, by his begging, and just as he was about to eat it, uh, it says here, Saritate uh, on the bank of a river. Uh, uh, they urinated on his food, these most sinful people, Apishta, and they spit on his head. Uh, text number 36. Yatavacham Tadayanti Nava. Uh, yeah, this text has three lines. They divided up here as six, but it's three-line text. Yatavacham vachayanti tadayanti nava vakti chit tarajajant yapare vaghi stenoyam ittivadinaha padnanti rajvatam ke chit vadyam vadyatam vadyatam iti so here, uh, Yata Vacham, he had taken a vow of silence. Uh, Yata Vacham, Vachayanti, uh, but they would try to make him speak. And if he did not speak, they would beat him with sticks. Others would chastise him, saying, This man is just a thief. And others would bind him with ropes, shouting, Tie him up, tie him up. Yata Vacham, one who has taken the... the uh, vow of silence. His vacha, his speech is yet restrained or held in check. One who's taken a vow of silence. But they would try to cause him to speak. And tadayanti navakti. And when he does not speak, tadayanti, they beat him. You can imagine, you know. They try to, try to force him to talk. He doesn't say a word. He maintains his mouth. They beat him. And then, Tadayanti, uh, uh, others, uh, we're here, Tadayanti, it says in the word for word, they cajole him. Cajole is the wrong word. Uh, what they have in the translation, chastise, because to cajole somebody means to persuade somebody to do something by coaxing or flattery. That's cajole. So they deride him. They, 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 they threaten him. They terrorize. They browbeat him. You know, all those words are the this uh, verb targe uh, uh, that's here, uh, not cajole. Charging on the So others, apare, others, they, 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 they uh, assaulted him. Uh, uh, they, 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 they uh, beat him up. Uh, 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 and, uh, and others would, uh, with their words, uh, would uh, uh, say things like, uh, 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 they, they, they say to him, Stena I am iti. Iti is like the Stena I am. 
this person is a thief. Stena is a thief. I am. This person is a thief. And then iti is like the quotation marks of that, that phrase. They are thieves. Vadina, they would speak. Thief, thief. He's got some food, he's eating a little bit of food, he may accuse him of being a thief, right? And then sometimes, but none thief, uh, with ropes, tie him up with ropes. Other people would tie him up with ropes. Some catch it. Some others would tie him with ropes and shouting, budgetum, budgetum. Tie him up, tie him up. So this is what's going on with him. Uh, this is what's happening. Then it continues. Shipantyeke vajananta eshadharma dvajal shataha shnevita imam vittim agrahitsva janaujita They would criticize and insult him. Shipanti says Eka, someone or some some people. Eka it's in the plural, so one in <laughs> the word one in the plural means me. Avajanatta, <laughs> uh, uh, you know this word. Avajanatta Mudha, they would insult him, uh, and they say this person is a dharma dwaja. Uh, translate here as a hypocrite. Dharma Dwaja, uh, it means one who marches under the banner of religion. Dwaja means a banner or a flag of Dharma, the flag of Dharma. So it means, but, but actually isn't. He advertises him to advertise yourself as Dharma, make a big show of it, but actually, so Dharma Dwaja, although. In various places, it's the name of kings, which comes to me uh, uh, somebody who just marches under the banner, Dharma Dodge. So even the dictionary gives his definition of a hypocrite, an imposter. So they call him this Dharma Dodge. Uh, he's a Dharma Dodge, uh, a cheater. Uh, and then they say uh, he's lost his wealth, Chinarvita, he's lost his wealth. And now, for that reason, uh, he, he has uh, taken up uh, this religious business, which is Vritti, where he's become pretends to be a, a religious person, just so he can get something to eat, because his family, his swajana, his own people have kicked him out. So he's just doing this now to just make his livelihood, livelihood, that's all. Uh-huh. They, they, say, they say that about him. Uh, so now uh, uh, the ridicule continues. Thirty-eight and thirty-nine they're done together. This is being they're being sarcastic here. Maunena <laughs> Eke durvatayanti cha tambandandur nirudhur nirudhur jitakridanakam vijam. Some would ridicule him by saying, uh, just see this great, saintly, powerful saint. She hears that from Oh, oh, look, you know, look, this person, Mahashara, 
very, very powerful, Mahasana. Pritiman, uh, steadfast like Giriraj. Giriraj, it's Giriraj. Uh, like the Himalayas, you hear the Himalayas. We think of Giriraj as Govardhan, but it's also the name of the Himalayas. Like the Himalayas, look, he, just look at him. He's a powerful sage, he's steadfast. He's like the Himalayan mountains. Uh, look, at, look at his mauna with his vow of silence. He's striving for his goal. And he's, they, they describe him as a Bhagavad Gita Dishaya, like, like a heron. You ever see a heron? It just stands very still, steadfast, staring, looking for the fish, you know, with the, the piercing eyes. So he's Dittanishchaya, the heron is this emblem of steadfast determination, you know. If you see them, we have them around where I live, and you see them in the banks of the, uh, the Potomac River, the heron. So he's like that. They say here in the translation, just like a duck, but a buck is a heron. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, here this this book says a duck, but somebody's changed it to a hare <laughs> in the in the the soft copy. Uh, it's in, in the uh, yeah. So the the duck is wrong. It's actually Baka as a heron. Um, Bakasura, you know. Yeah. Then it says. Others, then A.K., Durvayanti uh, would pass foul air on him. I looked up this word <laughs> in the Sanskrit dictionary, and I found, uh, I'm just going to read you what the dictionary says about the, the Durvata, bad air. Vata is air, so the bad air. And the dictionary, so I'm, I'm going to use a, 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 not a polite word, but the dictionary says, masculine, bad wind, a fart. <laughs> this Muller Williams. It, 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 it left, sometime in the 18th century, this left polite discussion. But anyway, uh, and, and then they use this, this, uh, uh, this verb uh, that's used here, durvayanti, uh, 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 to break wind or fart against, and then they cite this very verse in the Bhagavat, Bhagavatam. Because sometimes in the dictionary, when they give a meaning, they'll cite the place that's used that way. So this very verse, just I thought <laughs> I was impressed anyway. <laughs> so they, you know, the the, the, the scholars did read this. Uh, um, so this is what they did. Okay? They passed foul air upon him. And then others would uh, 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 tie him in chains and keep him captive. Uh, like, like a, the word they use is kridanakam, is, is uh, pet animal, bijam, uh, pet brahmana. Uh, uh, although... Uh, 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 the Vishnu Chakravarti uh, says like a like a like a a, a, a bird, the pet bird. Taking the word dvija, dvija means a brahmana. It means twice born. You know, everybody has a Christian saying, been born again. So the dvija, twice born. But a bird is also twice born. Is born of an egg, 
The egg comes out, that's the first birth. The second birth comes out of the shell, it hatches. Birds are also called Dreja, <laughs> twice born. So he takes it that way, like a pet animal, Dreja. Uh, so it's a kind of a play on words, so like a, like a, like a bird. Kridanaka simply means a pet of some kind. Of some kind. Uh, now, now we see uh, uh, his reaction to all this. Evamsa bautikam dukam daivakam daivikam yatat chayat, excuse me, daivikam daivikam chayat bhuktavyam atmano dishtam praptam praptam abhujyate. The Brahmana understood that all his suffering from other living beings, from the higher forces of nature and from his own body was unavoidable, being allotted to him by providence. Uh, so here are these three words. The, uh, uh, the, the, the bautikam, due to other living entities, dukkha, suffering. Daivakam, due to higher powers, the devas, the gods, or fate, or whatever. And, and, and the, the, this word here, uh, uh, from the word deha, daihikam, uh, corporeal, due to his own body. Uh, so this is this, another way of saying the, the threefold miseries that we, we've read about in the Bhagavatam. Usually it's given adhyatmika, adhidaivika, and adhi, adhibhautika. Uh, 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 the material energy, Durga, is personified, uh, uh, material nature, as uh, when you see her image in, in iconography of India, she's riding a tiger or lion, she's very powerful. Below, the lion's paw is on the, there's a little guy under the lion's paw. That's your materialist. And she has a trident with which she's piercing him. That trident of three, of those three prongs of the trident are these three-fold miseries because these are the three kinds of sufferings. She's strong. She has ten arms, actually, so shows she's re- material nature is very powerful, and that she's inflicting upon us these three four miseries: uh, adi bautika, uh, uh, those which uh, come from uh, uh, the uh, other other people, other beings. Uh, government agents, foreign armies, uh, <laughs> whoever, you know, come to get, come to get you, those, those, those kind of things. Uh, uh, those which adhyatmika, from your own self, your own body, or your mind. Adhidaivika, daiva means the, the devas, the, the, the gods, or your, your fate, higher powers, right? So that's, what, that's the same thing I mentioned here, bautikam, Daivikam, Daihikam, those three comes. He sees that. Uh, and so he sees them as 
his own dishtam. His his dishtam, dishta means uh, that which has been allotted to you, uh, destiny. Uh, actually, uh, uh, in the Bhagavatam 4.21.3, uh, the Lord is called Dishtadrik, the seer of all destinies. Dishtadrik, one who sees everyone's destiny. Uh, uh, so he just sees this here uh, by providence. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur com- in his commentary says this, by his karma. Uh, of course, that creates your providence sometime. So anyway, he accepts it. He doesn't protest. He says, I got it coming. Uh, he, his suffering is unavoidable. Proptum, uh, proptum, whatever he got, proptum, proptum. When you do it twice, it means this thing or that thing, whatever he receives, again and again, over and over. He just accepted it, uh, uh, these things. And then uh, uh, that ability to remain steadfast and undisturbed in the, even though undergoing various trials and tribulations is one of the characteristics of a saintly person. Padibhuta, uh, uh, in the text 41, Padibhuta imam gatam agayata naradamai patyadhi swadharmo sto vittim astaya sattvikam Even while being insulted, by these low-class men who were trying to effect his downfall, he remained steady in his spiritual duties. Fixing his resolution in the mode of goodness, he began to chant the following song. Parimuta, he's been insulted in this way. Gatam, the gata is a song, yeah, music, Agayata, he, he sang this song uh, uh, while he's this insulted person by these people who were Nara Adhama, very low men. But they had the, and they were trying to force him to break his vows, to fall down, to lose his temper, to... Uh, uh, but he, Swadharmasta, he remained firmly fixed in his own duty, uh, according to the vows he had taken of, of renunciation. Dittim, uh, his dritti, his steadiness, or his resolution, astaya satsikam, in the mode of goodness. Uh, uh, he didn't lament, he didn't become angry or vengeful, he, he just tolerated it. Uh, and so now, uh, oh, here well, there's a there's a long purport. Uh, um, oh, I missed. I'm reading the the purport a couple of verses ago when it was being harassed. It says that the brahmana realized that his suffering was due to his false identification with his material body, and not to the interaction of his body with external phenomena. Rather than try to adjust his external situation, he tried to adjust his Krishna consciousness and thus realize his actual identity as an eternal spirit soul. So when we, we forget God, 
uh, and we turn away from God, we are given these temporary material bodies, which I then accept as the self, and then try to satisfy myself by satisfying the body. So it's this, this it's, it's already mentioned that he's dissolved this knot in the heart we discussed in last class, you know, that, that, that's this ahankara, this false ego, but, uh, so now he has his, his, his uh, resolution in the mode of goodness, and here, in this purport, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti also does the same thing, quotes this, what is resolution in the mode of goodness, uh, this dritti, the firmness, uh, Dritya yaya dharayate mana pranendriya kriya yogena vyabhicharinya dhittisa partasatthiki O son of Pitta, that determination or resolution which is unbreakable, which is sustained with steadfastness by yoga practice and thus controls the mind, life and the action of the senses is in the mode of goodness. Uh, so this is he has this this characteristic uh, of, of resolution in, in, in the modes of, of in the mode of goodness. And they go they go on to remark, atheists who are envious of the devotees of the supreme Lord are called naradamas. It's the word that's used here in the text for the lowest of men, and are undoubtedly are en route to hell. By all means at their disposal, disposal, they disturb the devotional service of the Lord, sometimes by direct attack, sometimes by mockery. Uh, the devotees, however, remain tolerant, fixed in their determination in the mode of goodness. And then they quote this text from the Upadeshamrita, Vacho Vegam Manasakro Vegam Sivha Vegam Udarapasta Vegam Etan Vegam Yo Vishaheti Dhira Sarva Apimam Pritivim Sashishyat. A sober person uh, who can tolerate the urge to speak, the mind's demands, the actions of anger, the urges of the tongue, belly, and genitals, is qualified to make disciples all over the world. That is, they can uh, uh, preach. Krishna consciousness, this is a qualification. Uh, control the tongue, control the mind, uh, the action of anger, uh, and the tongue, the belly, and the genitals, all in the line. Prabhupada points out these three things, and you have to control, to control them. Uh, you have to really control all three at the same time. This is the person. So this is his, his resolution. And then, now it says he begins to chant this, this from verse 42 to 57 is this Bhiksha Gita, this song he sings. This is 16 verses, and it's, 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 it's quite, uh, how, how does it say, uh, um, carefully composed uh, in the sense that the next first text, text 42, actually is the thesis statement, and then the other verses will support it. And then he'll come to his, his, his final thing. So, uh, so here 
this, the, his, this, we, I call it the thesis statement. He states what's actually the, 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 the basic uh, uh, idea, and then everything else he will then say will, will support this, and then at the end as a conclusion. Uh, so it says here, Dvija Ubhasha, uh, the Brahmana said, uh, he said, uh, now the, the meter changes, Nayam Janome Sukkadukkahetur, the Devatatma Agrahakarma Kala, Manaparam Karanam Atmananti, Samsara Chakram, Parivartayit. That's the first verse, huh? Uh, 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 the Brahmana said, Dvija Uvacha, these people are not the cause of my happiness and, dist- and, my, and distress. Neither are the demigods, the devas, my own body, the planets, my past work, or time. Rather, it is the mind alone that causes happiness and distress and perpetuates the rotation of the material body. Now, the rest of this is going to prove it. <laughs> this is the statement. He says, uh, 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 I am Jenna, these people. So I, in one sense, you can say uh, they're the people that are tormenting him. But notice he says, Sukaduka, uh, this happiness and distress. Uh, these are dualities of material life. Uh, pleasure and pain. Uh, and actually, they go together. And if you want, if you, you know, you have, to, you have to be detached from both. You can't just say, I want the pleasure and not the pain. That's what everybody tries for, but it doesn't work. So it's a compound, sukkha These people are the cause. Now, the immediate people that are tormenting him are not giving him any pleasure at all. But previously there was his family members that I guess there was some pleasure. So these people, anybody in the world that you go to, that, that, that you look to for your, those people, for happiness or pleasure, or who cause you, give you pleasure or cause distress, not these people. Those people are not the cause. These people are not the cause of, of my uh, distress who are immediately harassing him like this, bullying him like this. But those people that before gave me pleasure, they also are not the cause of, uh, of this happiness, this, this duality of happiness and distress, right? Uh, nor, and then there's a list, Devata, uh, the, the, the gods, the, the, the demigods, the, the uh, controllers of the different aspects of the universe. Atma, here they translate it as my own body, my, just meaning myself. Graha, Graha means the controlling planets, if you believe in astrology and all those things, you know. So sit down with an astrologer and they can tell you, you know, yeah, you're going to suffer so much because, you know, uh, you know, uh, Mercury, I mean, uh, Mars is aspecting your, your first house, and therefore you're going to, you know, that, 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 and so forth, you know, whatever. 
uh, Saturn. I once one one very prominent Indian businessman uh, wanted to solve the Saturn problem because Saturn is the one that creates all your obstacles. And he wanted to solve the Saturn problem. I heard him talk about it. The uh, the controlling planets, karma, my my karma, my past work, kala, time, mana, the. Uh, 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 that, 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 that's his list. Uh, uh, then he says, Mana Param, rather, Param here means rather only, the mind is the cause. Amananti, they translate this as called by standard authorities. Which, Samsara Chakram Parivartayit Yat. Uh, this word pariyate, parivrit, means to rotate or go around the chakra, the, the cycle of samsara, of material existence, repeated birth and death. That's it. The cause is rather only mana, the mind. So here he said these uh, other people, the devas, my body, the parts, my past work, or time. Kala, I love that. Kala, yeah, my, my, or time. So, in these verses, he's going to have talk about one, 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 one verse on each of these later on. First, he's going to talk about the conclusion: the mind is the cause, right? And then he's going to deny each of those. Uh, and then this, this, uh, this amanamti. Uh, there, there's actually uh, uh, amna, a verbal root, uh, amna, uh, which uh, this word comes from, uh, which has the meaning of to quote or to cite, and then it means to commit to memory, and then it means those things that are handed down by sacred texts, sacred... Amnaya, the, the, the sacred tradition. Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, has a book, Amnaya Sutram. It's a Sanskrit book he wrote in 1890 that has 130 Sanskrit aphorisms all based on the Upanishad. That's Amnaya. You know? So when it's, whenever it says things like Amananti, you see that word a number of times in the Bhagavad Gita. It's the standard authority. It's something that's handed down uh, by, by the by the Vedas. No, uh, and, and, uh, so that, that's, that's what this, uh, this word is, is there. Um, let me just... Um, there's no purport here in, in, the, in the BBT version, but there is uh, an interesting purport by... Uh, Krishna Chakravarti Thakur. Who has given me such misery? Considering this, he concluded it was not caused by evil people. Uh, And then one could ask, why are you denying the visible cause? Is it because these evil people are not acting independently? Uh... If you say someone has inspired them, those people should also be denied as the cause. I am Jana, these people. No devata 
or jiva or planet is causing this. They say, that's the samnaya, they say the cause is only the mind. Uh, and then Krishna uh, Chakravarti Thakur says, Shruti says, Manasa Heva Pashanti Manasa Eva Shrinoti. One sees by the mind and hears by the mind. So that's, uh, that's his, uh, 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 his purport there. So it's, yeah, this is, this is what he says. And then in, in the next bunches of, here he's mentioned the mind, managuna, uh, manaparam, rather it is the mind. The next verse begins, uh, manogunan, begins the, with the mind. The next text, 44, has the mind mentioned twice. It's uh, mentioned twice in text 45. Uh, it's mentioned twice in text 46. <laughs> Uh, so this is where, uh, and then it's referred to in text 48. So now up to text 48 is all about the, the, how the mind is the cause of these things. And then from, uh, uh, I, I don't know, 49 too is a manomatram. Yeah, the 49, up to 49, all about the mind. And then with text 50, he'll begin to talk about the, these that different lists beginning with these people. So it has a very tight construction, this, this, this song. Uh, um, uh, so now, go on. Uh, uh, it says, uh, so next text, 40, 43. Let me get my notes up here. In text 43, uh, 43 through 49, the mind is the cause of bondage and its dualities. That's the, the, the common theme. So 43 goes, Mano gunan vaishrijate baliyas tataschakarmani vilakshnani shuklani krishnan yatalo hitani tebya savarna shutayo avanti. So the powerful mind actuates the functions of the material modes from which evolve the different kinds of material activities in the mode of goodness, ignorance, and passion. From the activities in each of these modes develops the corresponding statuses of life. So here, uh, uh, he, here this translated here, uh, mana, Gunan, Gunan here, they take it as the modes of material nature, the gunas, uh, manifest those, shijate, shij means to send forth or make known or create. Uh, the mind manifests these. So here they translate the powerful mind actuates the functions of the material modes, they take guna, uh, whereas um, from Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, he takes guna as the powerful mind creates qualities and objects, uh, 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 taking them as uh, the different qualities of objects. But anyway, uh, you, you, both are, you can read it both ways. Uh, 
So because from those qualities and objects, you like them, you don't like them, they're different kinds of qualities, you come to the same thing. There are karmani uh, of different varieties, and then they use the word shuklani, krishnani, lohitani, white, black, and red. And those colors refer to the modes of material nature. He wanted to have a banner of the material world of the United Nations, you would have those three colors. <laughs> like the United States flag. Because <laughs> Krishna, they, they translate it as black, but it actually means dark blue. Kala is black. But, uh, but anyway, so this is, this is the, the banner. The modes of goodness, the modes of passion, and the modes of ignorance. They're symbolized by those, those three, three colors. Uh, 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 the mode of goodness uh, is uh, consciousness in the mode of goodness. One is detached, very alert, not attached to the fruits, uh, uh, peaceful by nature. Uh, 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 mode of passion, uh, uh, the modern world is actuated mostly by the mode of passion. It's sign is un unending hankerings and longings, desires. Uh, the mode of goodness, the result is happiness. The mode of passion, the result is misery. Because either you get what you desire or you don't. If you get it, you're miserable because you only want more, because it didn't satisfy you, it didn't do what you want. You spent so much money, you've got all the, all the things, the three houses, the, the yacht, the private jet, and still you're not happy. You're still a miserable creep. You can't figure out why. You have everything you're supposed to get. And, and but all you enjoy, yeah, I'm a success. I have a big deal. You get to be Donald Trump. Uh, and you're still a very unhappy person. Uh, and then uh, the mode of ignorance laziness, sleep, drug addiction, mental illness, all these things. Uh, these are the, the, the way you see three modes. Because, because the mode of goodness, you become happy because you're detached and interested and alert. And, uh, but but uh, the mode of, of passion, uh, the result of the mode of passion is misery. And then to try to deal with the misery, usually you go to the mode of ignorance. You take drugs, you take alcohol, you, you need all these pharmaceuticals of various kinds, legal or illegal drugs, and so on. That's the mode of, and you commit suicide or whatever, one way or another, slow or fast suicide. Uh, somehow, when this gentleman, is, uh, the, uh, this Brahmin is suffering, he goes to the mode of goodness, he becomes detached. Uh, uh, and then from there you can transcend. The, the material mode of goodness is the platform which makes spiritual life possible. Not in itself spiritual life. You can't have people that are not really spiritual but are somehow or other in the mode of goodness. You don't see that anymore because our, our culture doesn't train people that way. Uh, but it's the, it's the precondition. And then, uh, so then he says those, and then from these activities, the, uh, 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 the various uh, 
conditions of life uh, arise. Uh, uh, so here it says, in the mode of goodness, one considers oneself to be saintly or wise person. In the mode of passion, one struggles for material success. In the mode of ignorance, one becomes cruel, lazy, and sinful, angry. Uh, one of the characters we get. By the combination of the material modes, one identifies oneself as a demigod, a king, a rich capitalist, a wise scholar, and so on. So here are the various kinds of statuses of life and, and so on. These conceptions are material designations generated from the modes of nature, and they arrange themselves according to the tendency of the powerful mind to enjoy temporary sense gratification. The word balias in this verse, meaning very strong, indicates the material mind becoming insensitive to intelligent device, uh, advice. Uh, and so it goes on to describe uh, how the, the mind is stubborn and, and uh, uh, that it, 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 it is the mind which is uh, out of control. Uh, that, that is this, that, so he, he, he traces it to the, the mind. This is, which is very strong. It causes this, this, uh, um, what identifies oneself with the mind. The mind actually uh, uh, produces the material body, actually. Because, because uh, according to the Bhagavad Gita, when we change bodies, we get a, when we get a, get a body, we, according to the, the mentality that goes with it, uh, we will get a suitable body. Uh, so, the, so in that sense, the mind uh, is, is, the, is the cause of these things. Uh, so um, the, the system of, of, of uh, spiritual uh, development or yoga focuses on the mind, on, on controlling the mind. Uh, and uh, from controlling the mind, then you can fix the attention. When the attention becomes fixed, then then you can properly uh, pray, or properly focus your your attention on uh, on, uh, on 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 God. Uh, uh, without material desires, people focus their attention in the material world, but it's on the objects of temporary desire. Uh, uh, I remember reading um, uh, a Victorian novel where uh, um, uh, George Eliot's novel, what's the title of it? But anyway, the, she goes into a, a place, the, the heroine walks into a, a room where gambling is taking place, and she says she was aware of a narrow, excited consciousness. So, like, like if if you're you're focused on if you're gambling, you're you're at a you know roulette table, you know, your consciousness is focused, but it's narrow and excited. <laughs> it's like a very good thing, you know. That, that so so you, people in the material they focus their attention, uh, but it but it's it can be very intense, but it's very short. Focused on the object of desire. As soon as that desire is satisfied or, or the suspense is over, it's, it's gone and goes to something else and goes to something else. 
with that steady concentration on a single object uh, in the mode of goodness, ultimately, I mean, scholars can do it. They they they, they can in the mode of goodness can can sometimes you know look at uh, some ideas or or abstract uh, principles or or works of art and you know be focused for a long time uh, on them. Although those are that's the mode of goodness, but when that same mode of goodness is then focused on the ultimate source of everything, goes to where, where does all these things come from, then that's Krishna consciousness. Uh, so we'll stop there. Uh, this is the... Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll pick up with text number... 44, where he now goes to consider uh, how the mind uh, works uh, and uh, and his understanding also that uh, uh, along with the mind uh, is, the, is the Atma, meaning the Supreme Soul, Super Soul. And um, anyway, He'll go on to that. So that, that'll be text 44 where we'll pick up uh, and we'll get the whole diagnosis of the material condition <laughs> and the cause of distress here. And uh, if we have any questions or any, uh, any comments, When I saw colors, when I saw colors, when I saw colors, and are they talking about the, the color of the skin or the clothes that people wear? No, not colors. They 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 are just used symbolically. Okay. See, the, 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 this idea is in the Vedas of, of the, the, the modes of nature, the gunas. So when you see in the material world there's a cycle. Things are being created, they last for a while, and then they're destroyed. This is the cycle of nature, right? Then the products of destruction are assembled again at creation, like spring, summer, autumn, winter, we see it, you know. Civilizations rise and civilizations fall, the remains of that, another civilization comes up. So when things are being created, uh, material nature is said to be in the mode of passion, Rajaguna. And that's symbolized by the color red. Just, so it doesn't mean any particular you know, thing. It's just we're describing when things are being created. So the, the most emblematic activity of the mode of passion is sexual activity. In springtime, you know, the, the plants are mating, the animals are mating, the humans are mating, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then, then, so things are being created. Then things are maintained for a while. So when, when things are stable and taken care of and preserved, 
then material nature is said to be in the mode of, of goodness, sattva guna, purity, sattva, goodness. Then after a while, things fall apart, things become destroyed, things decay, things rot, autumn time is coming, this is... Then material nature is said to be in the mode of uh, darkness, tamagun, or ignorance. So that's symbolized by the color black. So that's all it means, just this cycle. And so uh, the Vedas look at, look at, there's a whole chapter that you can look at everything. You can look at work in the three modes. You can look at, you can look at uh, uh, people in the three modes, their characteristics. If, 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 if I, I, I have a chart, you know, where, you can, where I bring them all out, how you can look at everything. And if you start to see things, the, the reason to know it is that for our spiritual advancement, we first of all need to cultivate the mode of goodness. Now, some people are born that way. In the olden times, more people were like that now. But now, by our birth, by the modern civilization, you don't see the mode of goodness. Like people say, like for example, just, you know, if you get furniture that was made 300 years ago, it's still sturdy. They made things to last, right? Now when we make anything, they make it very quickly, it lasts for a little while, and it's discarded. Where everything is made, used, and thrown away. Everything thrown away, thrown away. That throwing away is the mode of ignorance. You make it fast, you use it for a little while, and you discard it. So the mode of passion is prominent, creation. The mode of uh, uh, ignorance, destruction, and that, that, that maintenance is very little. Uh, here's a device. You know, if, if you could make, you know, like Detroit can make an automobile that would last for 100 years. No problem. It's within our power. They'll do it because it ruins their business. They want to keep, you know, and, and, you know, they came out in the 50s. They have something called planned obsolescence. They make them break down after so many years. They make, so why, why do fashions change? Why can't people wear the same kind of clothes for years and years and years? Because we're in the mode of passion. You've got to throw it away and get new and new every, you know, this is our civilization. Uh, so so this is the disappearance of, of the mode of goodness. And so, so people don't cultivate it. Spirit, in spiritual life, this is what you need to cultivate is the mode of goodness. Uh, which is a precursor for the, the basis for spiritual realization. And so, so you should see, if you have some spiritual practice, you should see that lust and greed and anger are going away, are decreasing. If they're not, you're doing something wrong. That's what, that you should see. The first sign of, 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 of we discover when we sit and we chant the Hare Krishna mantra, we follow the principles lust and greed and anger are disappearing. Yes, but what you just said, uh, why today we have, I mean, so much corruption inside the religious field? Like um, today, other the Protestant or Catholic Church everywhere, you find gay 
priests or gay pastors molesting, molesting children. So how can religion, practice of religion, be better than those who don't practice? And this was, yeah, they have the banner of religion, but they don't actually do it. That's just the nature of this age. You, 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 it's very hard, it's very hard to find people who actually practice what they preach. It's very, it's just difficult. This is a very, according to the Vedas, this is Kali Yuga. It's the worst age. There were previous ages, long time ago, where people were better. But, 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 but we, are, we, are, we are now in, in uh, and this Kali Yuga, according to the Vedas, began 5,000 years ago. We've been in it for a long time, and it's just getting worse. Uh, 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 and so, therefore, uh, spiritual practices are there, but they they are uh, very have to be very powerful. Uh, so it still happens, but it's it, it, it's it's it's. But there was earlier ages; people were more saintly by nature, and civilization was more sane. And the goal of human life should be spiritual advancement. Nobody, you know, that should be taught in our culture. You're, now you're a human being, your, your goal is spiritual advancement. In America, your goal is economic development. The business of America is business. And the whole world has become like that. So that's, that's our age. That's the way it is. It's not, a, it's not very good. That's why most people who are spiritual have to pull back a little bit from from the civilization around us. That's the problem. Let's see if anybody else has any questions or comments. This is please accept my humble obeisances. Those in lower modes naturally gravitate to lower mode lower mode ways of alleviating misery. So is it correct to say that by proper training we can become accustomed to seek relief via transcendence? By proper training, when you are suffering, you could learn this, the, 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 this, this person was a brahmana. He obviously had some good associations or was taught right in the beginning somehow or other. Uh, and and he, he was able to fix his resolution. It said he had some previous, you know, pious uh, uh, karma. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, there's just mercy, but, but but really, you know, the, the 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 real problem is you have to find good association. We're we're human beings, and human beings were we become like the people we associate with. So we, 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 we try to associate with other people who are devotees, who are, uh, whose aim of life is spiritual advancement. Uh, and uh, I, may, I do that, but, but if, if somehow or other I find myself in the middle of a lot of people who are sense enjoyers, it'll bring that out in me. So I have, I have to you know, politely keep a distance <laughs> From those people, and the same with associating with people in the in, in the mode of the mode of ignorance. Just like why do people become heroin addicts? 
Because so like, wow, man, you got to try this. It's great, you know. <laughs> it's word of mouth. They don't have to advertise it. You know, Madison Avenue doesn't have to, doesn't have to do anything. It just comes in. So of course, you associate with those people, and, and this, this is what, uh, what will happen. So it, it, dep- it depends, depends on our, uh, uh, association. But one should see that, that, that we, we know the signs of, uh, of the spiritual development. We know what to look for. We, we, we've given a road map of what to do. And the main thing is that uh, sadhu sangha is the first thing. For, you know, there has to be association with sadhus, with spiritual people. And then when that, then Bhajana Kriya, then, then we will engage in spiritual practices. Now, this is crucial. Uh, this Brahmana is all by himself. Very few people can do that these days. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about um, like the like the, uh, f- like focus, um, like you know, Hare Krishna devotees, we focus on the holy name, we focus on the deities, right. we we focus like that. But is is it is also like um, mode of goodness? Like there are many practices, like focusing on a candle or focusing on um, a light or, you know, there's different things that help people, um, you know, they feel something that's sort of like transcendence, um, you know, what we would call transcendence. Is that, are those yogic practices or whatever, are they in the mode of goodness then? Or depending on what the goal is. That, that kind of practice can be in the mode of goodness. To focus your attention on a candle flame, the idea is just in, when you focus your attention, uh, uh, then uh, really what you're doing really is preparing how to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you focus your attention with the idea uh, of, of just increasing your ability to do that, uh, then, then you you become capable of actually. Uh, well, I mean, when we chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, we're praying. Basically, we're reciting the names of God, but they're all in the vocative case. They're in the case of address, so we're calling on God. That's prayer. And and that so so any any focus of attention is kind of preliminary to to that act. If you don't get there then you'll, you'll, you'll probably fall short. But just that focusing of attention on a single object and able to maintain that attention. I mean, I was just reading this essay by Simone Weil, the, 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 a Christian theologian, who talked about school exercises as a kind of just, just paying attention to a mathematical problem as a precursor or as a preparation for prayer. Because just that, that paying attention uh, to be able to sustain attention without unwavering attention is in the mode of goodness. 
in terms of being focused where your goal is spiritual life. I mean, people can be very, very focused on something that's not spiritual. Yeah, then, then if your focus is not on spiritual life, it will not be as successful. I mean, scientists and philosophers sometimes... ...attention on something that's not God. Uh, but what really they like is because behind the scenes there's some sense of the presence of divinity, but they can't see it. You know, but there, there's some preliminary sense of the divine, and that's why uh, in the Bhagavatam uh, we have very early on the chapter called First Step in God Realization is just seeing everything in the world in relationship to God. Uh, as you know, shamidam sarvam. This whole world is permeated by God, and so you can start to meditate. Uh, uh, there's a certain way to look at material nature as coming from God and in relationship to God, so that that, that you're looking at the objects of, of material nature, but you're now trying to see them as coming from God. And when you see birds, you can say, "Ah, oh, wonderful God is! Look how wonderful Krishna is! Look at these made these varieties of birds! You know, it's no, it, you know." So that kind of wonder, uh, because because actually, I mean, if you just sit and think about why does anything exist at all, 
why should there be anything, why is there something rather than nothing? I mean, I spent a couple of years <laughs> thinking about this question. You know, why is there something rather than nothing? To me, if you pursue that all the way, you're going to have to get the idea that there has to be something and there's, there's no alternative. That, in other words, that there is eternal existence. And that, e that eternal existence is the foundation of that is God. You know? Otherwise, people just think they're, they're yeah, it's not, why should anything exist at all? If, if you find it all the way, you become, you, even that, you'll, you'll come to at least the idea, an impersonal sense of some eternal spirit. You may not recognize yet the personality of God, but you know that that will uh, that will that will that will eventually come there if you pursue it. Okay. Anything else? Yes. Bhushna asks. He says, "Kindly accept my humble obeisances." Could you please shed some light on these two questions? Number one, what is the key ingredient to making the intelligence receptive to the guidance of the supersoul? And two, how do we make the mind receptive to the counsel of the intelligence? Parts of the same thing, because the Prabhupada describes buddhi, intelligence. The intelligence is the faculty by which we can direct or concentrate our mind by the fixes attention is called buddhi in Sanskrit, and this buddhi uh, is Prabhupada describes it as the form direction of the super soul. The Lord in the heart, the Paramatma, directs our attention. If because uh, Prabhupada has said, if you want to remember Krishna, he gives you the intelligence to come to him. This is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhami Buddha Yoga Yamam. I, I give them the, the, the understanding by which they can come to me. So by God's mercy we come to God. If we want to forget God, how do we do it? He causes us to forget him. We can't we can't even forget God without his mercy. He, he we turn away from him. He gives it. We we can't because that's what we want. He says, okay, you want to forget me? I'll let you do it. We have a certain amount of freedom. But the only way we can exercise that freedom is by the grace of God one way or the other. So this, this, this intelligence is how the super soul directs us. Uh, so to, to me, the idea of, uh, of coming into contact and receiving guidance in this way it is, is to be in a continuous state of receptivity and being willing to do what is given. What, what, that, 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 in the mood of a servant, uh, that I'm in a servant. Uh, and uh, so we are praying, uh, Krishna, please tell me what to do. Now, when, when we get, the, and to, to me, uh, for, for my own self, I simply want to know from, from Krishna, what is the next thing I have to do for my spiritual advancement, for increasing my service to God? And, and to get the answer, I have to be willing to do it, uh, you know, at least to give it my best try. 
uh, I have to be, be, be endeavoring. If, if, if God tells us what to do and we don't do it after a while, I says, okay, you've got something else in mind. <laughs> so we have, to, we have to show God that we're interested. Uh, and as soon as that, that interest or that receptivity, that, that, that willingness to be guided is there, then, then, then we can make advancement. And, and my experience is that, 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 that Krishna will always show us the next step whatever it is we, we need to do, so long as we are in that, that state of asking. Uh, and when I sit and, and, and chant japa, when I'm praying with the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, that's what I'm asking. Because, because the meaning of the Maha Mantra, Prabhupada said, please engage me in your service. So that, that, and Prabhupada said, that this chanting should be like the cry of a child for its mother. I mean, that some feeling is there. Please engage me in your service. And the corollary, that logical equivalent, is please, please free me from something that hampers that service. So you can think of something quite specific, some problem that you would need to overcome or some obstacle, and ask to please get rid of that so I can be engaged in your service. And just do that with attention. And in this this way, if we have our vows we take, I'm going to do this for 16 rounds, about two hours or whatever, a day, and we do that with sincerity and determination, then there will be an answer. It's not just vain repetition, not just saying the same thing over and over again. It can be that way, but 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 it, it should be sincere uh, request for guidance. Is that okay? That's it. Good morning. Okay. Then next week we'll pick up with uh, uh, what are we on to? What I say, text forty-three. 44, excuse me, yes, 44. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.